You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Hey, Alex. Hey, Nick. You know what I was thinking, man? Uh, it's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've really made it. We've made it. You know, we made it from, you know, the top of 2020, which was just crazy. Uh, you know, uh, right, right around February, March, things got insane. And now we are at the end. And, you know, it's not like things are going to get any less insane anytime soon. But we've we've done this year. We really have survived. And, you know, got to take stock in that. And I just I I just wanted to say, man. You know, I'm glad that we are friends. I'm glad that we are uh, surviving this thing. I'm glad that I've I've had you to call on through this crazy time. And uh, you know, I just uh, just wanted to give you kind of an opening to thank me back. It. Mm. Okay, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas. Yes, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. The light of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 hand in the shadow that that leads me from darkness. Yeah, this is beautiful. Uh, thank you. See that? That that's an opening. Just kidding, you fucker. Little Justin. Little Justin. Little Justice. Fuck yeah. That's, that's it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Little Justice. 20, well, 20. That won't happen again, just that so you know. No, it's it, a one-time thing. It's a one-time thing, because you can't think of and anything I just, to you say. Know, it didn't feel right. I'm I'm so happy we're friends. That's it. And I'm so uh, happy that we get to share in, in this thing that we've created together. And I'm so happy that you're fucking alive, man. Yeah. <laughs> You know, surviving was a good part of 2020. Yeah, surviving, surviving. Um, a lot of people did not. Luckier every day. Yeah, it's getting it's getting even even worse out there. It's like it's it's been so bad that I kind of have tuned out the news in general, yeah. uh, which has been a nice relief. Yeah, right to get away from politics, especially like 2019 and 2020 politically were. Oh my god. Um, were terrible so it's been nice not listening to the news because i don't have to deal with that but i've also every now and then i'll check in and and just see that it's getting worse out there that hospitals are overflowing there's not enough oxygen getting getting to these hospitals there's not enough beds open there's oh my goodness so i hope that 2020 really i hope getting through 
this year really does mean that we can start uh, reversing course. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think it's, it's what it has to mean. I think that really what it, you know, it's, it's going to come down to some strong messaging, um, yeah. you know, from, from our, our friends in, in the, in the white house and, and because really what we're looking at, you know, again, I, I hate to give governor Cuomo too much credit, but I do, I do love what he says often about, um, you know, the idea of, you you tell me what you're going to do in the next coming days and I will tell you what the numbers are going to look like right mm-hmm. the, the idea that it is a function of what we do and yeah. i think that if people knew they had that you know again if 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 the government would support its people and if people had the ability to stay home and not have to worry about money that would be i think a very big change of course so you know, I I, I, look- I think it would. Yeah, it's it's been frustrating seeing. It's it's been very enlightening. Yeah, uh, and it ties in. It ties into the the movie I chose today is sort of this enlightenment to reality. Like you you've never had to think about before actually what purpose a government should serve and what it owes its people. Right? It it can't be bigger than the people. It needs to be the sum of the people. Right? We we pay taxes, contributing to a system that is supposed to keep us safe and secure and comfortable, right? Not only keep our roads flat uh, and our economy moving, but also our health and our safety and our well-being uh, physically and financially. Um, it, you know, everyone's, you know, uh, the, the, the naysayers rush to say, well, you know, you just work harder. Like the work ethic doesn't work if you're not allowed to work. Yeah. Uh, and it shows this, this gaping hole in, in responsibility that the government is oh my god and now they just get to pass it off to biden and they'll be complaining all next year about how it's his fault somehow exactly um, you know and that's why georgia is so important if you are listening yes. to Georgia, which i know we have some fans georgia please, please vote please vote january please. um but you know that actually yeah it ties into what our our theme is as alex so astutely put it today we are saying good the fuck bye to 20 goodbye what are we going to title it? I haven't seen the title yet. I think it's it's the the I mean it would be like the the Good Riddance 2020 movie. The, like the Good Riddance, yeah. You know I mean the, like yeah. It's like washing clean. It's it's Yeah, the is, is it about getting rid of 2020 or is it about moving into 2021? Per, yeah, moving in 2021. You're for I think that's actually the better way to put it. The first movie of 2021. What is the movie? Okay that you watch that cleanses you of 2020 because theoretically when people are listening to this it could very well be 2021 it could very well it probably will be actually given uh the speed of my editing lately yeah yeah uh in fact it will be yeah (laughs) so so let's just say so you know hey first of all happy welcome to 2021 yeah exactly we're so glad to so glad to be here with you (laughs) you made it you made how do you before we get into the movie picks how do you Mm -hmm. i mean how do you how you feel like how do you feel Going forward, you feel you feel. Um... I feel I feel optimistic. I think this month especially, I think it was tied into maybe uh, seasonal stuff. Like usually around winter, it starts to get a little more. The, the universe starts to get a little more oppressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you're inside a little more. The sun's going down. You know earlier. Um, there's you know the holidays are lovely. But in terms of of money and everything, it becomes it can become stressful, and especially this year, where the benefit you get from spending money at the holidays is that you spend it on and with family, yes, and around family. And so to be deprived of of the holiday experience, but still have the holiday, I think that played into it. For some, and I've had this conversation with a lot of people. I think 
November, December specifically at the end of COVID or at the end of the year of COVID, uh, everything built on and the election and everything, it's just, it was the wall. It was, it, it was really like waking up feeling like crap uh, and, yeah. and working really hard. <laughs> I started exercising. That's how bad I felt. Wow. I literally bought exercise equipment and I've been working out to try to shake off this malaise. Look at you. Um, and if you know me, you know that that's, that's, no, that's a, huge. That's a desperate effort. I've only known <laughs> that to happen in your life. Maybe once before there was a moment once before where you really got into it and you started, you had, you, you had like a, like a, a bench press and I think, was it in your backyard it, or something? It was, yeah. Well, okay. So there were two times. One time, yeah, I was living with my brother in Venice uh, and he and, and his, his wife, his now wife, they had been together and they had broken up temporarily. So he was in like a, I need to, you know, do whatever I can to not feel this way mode. So we bought a, a, a weight bench and we were working out, but I never really like committed to it. And then right before I met my wife, uh, I was single, newly single and feeling like, okay, I'm going to change myself and I'm going to be better. And, and I went, it was probably like a month and a half, two months that I really went hard at it. I got a gym membership, no idea what the hell I was doing Yeah, uh, and went hard at it. And then as, as soon as I met my, my now wife, uh, and I knew that things were, things were really hitting it off. I was like, okay, uh, maybe I don't need to be pushing this so hard. And then as, as things do, it fell off again. So this is another dark moment. Yeah. It seems a dark moment solved through bouts of, of exercise. Um, See, and that's, I think it's so important, you know, to, to recognize those patterns. Cause isn't that crazy? You know, these, you know, these, these things that we should be doing all the time. We like, right. we do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like we should, you should, we should work out <laughs> like, like yeah. and even, even if it's just getting up and going for a little walk, like a walk is great, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, man. And it's hard. It's hard to do. I, I live, you know, it's, it's a 30 minute walk to the ocean for Oof. me. I should be doing that every day, right? Like I should be getting up and walking to the ocean and, and I don't, we don't for some reason, you know, um, it's so easy to just sit here and I think, you know, the, your reality starts to reframe, right? Life is change. Yes. Everything is change negative or positive or neutral. Like there is such a thing as neutral change where like it, it's kind of what it is where you're inside so much. You do the same things every day so much. You get lost in these little screen addictions and food addictions and things that you just do that you don't realize you're doing so repetitiously that it's it becomes the world. To, it, yeah. it is what the world is. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that can lead you very uh, mysteriously, very trickily uh, down the wrong down the wrong paths and then you have to make these desperate efforts to get out of it there are some good things that come out of it though and i think there's an innovation that can come out when you you know when you're forced into a box and when you have to adapt to that box right and that's that's so so much of what this past year was was adapting to this new box Mm. and one of the innovations that came out have you heard of this fucking clubhouse app Clubhouse, Clubhouse. You heard this is your first time hearing about this. Yeah, I've never heard of this. Okay, so let me let me let me let me throw some. Should jobs I download it? Well, you can't yet. You have to be so. Right now, you have to be invited. Um, it's it's a they're 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 say if you look at the download, it says we're in the beta testing phase. It's interesting. It's an interesting app, and I and I I want to talk about it because it it is uh, I I'm a I'm a split mind. It is like. In the the spirit of what we're talking about, it's definitely uh, something that has come out of this year that I'm like, yo, this is actually really cool. 
Um, and you know, there's so much about this that can work, but I feel like uh, just as anything, you know, when, when they opened Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, I'm sure that ride broke down a bunch, uh, but Pirates didn't eat the tourists, named that movie. Um, you know, and, uh, this app definitely has some, 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 oh, yeah. I, what, what, what was the movie? It sounds so familiar. Jurassic Park. Come on. Uh, yeah, John, when the Pirates of the Caribbean, it broke down the Pirates. Didn't yes, eat the you're right. Yeah. Come on. I only, I only got so many. I'm see how bad I see how bad I am at this game. Listen, dude. how do we okay. start a movie podcast based on guessing movies when I can't <laughs> even get a Jurassic Park? Line? Dude, Sarah <laughs> throws me references all the time that I and like things that I should know. This goes right over my over head. My head. Over well, as my soon head. as I don't, I don't, I know I don't know it, or I think I don't know it. I start thinking about the fact that I don't know it instead of actually like thinking no, about yeah. what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just like, well, I, I should fucking know this, and you're not. I should, I should about know it. this. It's Jurassic Park. Yeah, uh, okay, so Clubhouse but is Clubhouse. what? What? So what is it? Explain it to me. So it's interesting. Um, it is an app that is basically, I guess the best way to say it is a bunch of group phone calls. So like, it essentially, you go in, mm-hmm. and there is like, it's like it's like a clubhouse. Like there's, there are different little clubs happening, different topics. And like, it's what the kind of the, the, get the, the beauty of it is, is it connects people across all spaces, statuses, forms. So like you have, you know, uh, Ava DuVernay in a chat room with, you know, the random dude from Georgia, just starting to get into movies and just like, and able to just talk to each other. Like, like it literally just opens up these rooms, um, you know, and, and you can just like, you go into like a a different, like a, maybe like a chat room and there's a moderator and you can raise your hand if you want to speak and they'll, they'll call on you and you can say, you say your piece. And, and, you know, some of these chat rooms are like 50 people and some of these chat rooms are like a thousand Mm -hmm. people. It's very interesting. And like, there's some, you know, I, I was, I was, uh, in a, in a, in a, in a room, this morning that they were talking about, uh, it was black, it was, uh, black Brits talking about, uh, Meghan Markle and fascinating conversation, like a conversation that I would never get to listen in on, you know, because I'm not from, I'm not from the UK, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just the things they were saying were just like, Oh my God, never thought about that. Um, there's also like quantum physicists were having a, a conversation about like, you know, the, the future of quantum physics and all this stuff. And that was amazing. Um, there's also people where you're like, the topic is literally like how to get more hoes in 2021 <laughs> and like it's just ratchet people just yeah. moderating these things and and it, so it, i i think that my only you know not that they asked for my my input but the 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 input that i would give them is you know please vet your moderators because these rooms um they can get pretty twisted well i mean it sounds it's like an internet chat room yeah that's exactly right it's like audio it's 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 interesting the way in which these sort of like disruption social media companies find ways to take something like like twitter right is just people updating their status right which had existed before twitter uh and continues to exist on uh, so to turn it into something unique just somebody submitting 200 200 letters uh, and that's it. That's all it is, is somehow a unique thing to Twitter. So to have it, it's just a chat room. Yep. <laughs> right. Is, is there even video involved or is it all no, just, just audio? Just so it's just audio. Talk. So you see, 
yeah, you chat see- room. Like, how do you how do you uh, evolve that concept? So that's interesting to me. I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. And I, I'm also like again, I, I'm terrified of it, but I'm yeah. also intrigued. By do it. they play the celebrity angle of it? Is it kind of like cameo? Yeah, that's well, it's in. I mean, it's in the sense that like you can just talk with celebrities, like. Yeah, it's just a it's like a it's like a, you know, communal chat room where you can just listen to the game go off about like right. bullshit. You mean like it's 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 weird and it's cool. Like uh, uh, I always forget how to pronounce his name, but I love him so much. Lakeith Stanfield or Lakeith Stanfield. I think it's Lake- Is it Lakeith? I think, I think it's, it's Lakeith. I think it's Lakeith. Maybe not. Was in there a couple of days ago. Um saying some stuff and i think i i wasn't in the room but apparently got himself in trouble or something i don't know what happened (laughs) but like it's just it's interesting it's i my thing and i said this to sarah i was like i just i'm waiting for the person who realizes ooh, we can record these conversations because like if you thought 150 150 characters would trip you over 180 characters just wait till you are just able to just talk off the cuff and somebody can take what you say. And well, right. It. So we're moving closer and closer to this, to this reality of literally everything you say and do, not only is it, is it caught and recorded, but you're the one recording it, right? It's yes. voluntary. Yes. Which is what Twitter is. Like, why would you, you know, the, the way I always think about it is like a hundred, 150 years ago, imagine asking someone, Hey, if, if there was a way for every single person on earth to say what's on their mind all the time and you would just be bombarded by it 24 seven, would that be something you'd be interested in? And they would think that that's like hell. That would sound like hell. Why would I want to know what everybody's thinking all the time, all the time? And this is what we're starting to live in is like your existence in society (laughs) is commodified and, and branded and broadcast all the time and it's up to you to keep it up and it's like yeah people are gonna oh my god um we gotta unplug we gotta scary gotta yeah we we gotta manage you know it's there's there's it's it's amazing the technology that's there yeah i think it's really just we haven't even begun even with all the turmoil throughout the world right now all the stuff that facebook's caused and twitter's caused and all that we haven't begun to scratch the surface of the consequences of oh no this is gonna get really bad this is going to get really, really bad. So yeah. I'm, I'm hoping now that uh, they're starting. You know, all these government officials are starting to kind of whisper out that the aliens are actually real. Yep. And and the Galactic Federation's a real thing, and and we're going to ease our way into that, and that'll take our minds off everything else. I think. I think. I th- actually think that that's the next step. Once we know that aliens are real, I think everything shifts. I think I would I would hope that everything shifts or it's like a fun week of everybody posting memes about it and then we're just used to it. Yeah. (laughs) At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if we just got used to it really, really quickly. Oh, my God. We got to get over ourselves. Well, that's hopefully what happens in 2021 is we get over. I hope so. I hope so. So, yeah. So in this new year, you know, uh, as we've seen the consequences of inaction, as we've seen the consequences of division. Um, what are your, what are your hopes for 2021? What do you hope to, to see brought out? Well, you know, I, I, I do, I think back to that Cuomo quote, you know, you, sh- you tell me what you do and I'll tell you what the numbers are. I, I, I let, I think I'm thinking of it less about what I hope to see and what I'm going to work towards. And, and, mm-hmm. um, I want to definitely work towards a safer community, a, a, and all the things, you know, 
that we talk about, you know, all the things that, that you could put on the bumper sticker, world peace, all these, you know, these ideas that for some reason see, seem frou-frou, but really are really good ideas. Um, you know, how do I continue to just make the people around me that much happier mm-hmm. um, and and more educated and educate myself and humble myself? Um, really what I, what I want from 2021, um, you know, I... I, I'm I'm at an interesting place. I'll I'll be honest with you guys. You know, I'm in an interesting place right now because, you know, this industry that I have worked for so long in is is shut down and has been shut down all year. And, you know, is now making steps to come back and that's beautiful. And I I cannot wait. The first day back on stage is going to be so powerful. And I truly am living for that. Like I'm living for that moment. But it has given me um a lot of insight to like, what do I love? What is it that I love? And I, I don't think that I will ever not act. I love acting and, and whether it's on stage or on screen, um, I want to keep doing it. Um, but I love writing. I write, I've written, I've been writing since I was a child and, and, you know, I, I recently changed agencies, uh, changed representation. Um, and, that was a big thing for me because I'd been with my agent for 10 years and, and this, I love my agent. And I, if anybody was looking for their first agent, I would throw his name in the hat in a heartbeat. He is that good, but it was time to go bigger and it was time to, to be with an agency who could at least get me in the door in terms with both my, I mean, my definitely with my acting, but certainly with my writing. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I'm, I'm hoping for personally is just, just a new direction career-wise, just like another another door opening. I, I, I've i kind of, in terms of Broadway, I've kind of done a lot of what I wanted to do. Um, and I'm I'm happy to keep doing it. And, and I again, I miss it so much, but I'm like, look, there's whole other worlds out there. Um, not that are any better or worse, but just that like, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't explored yet. And things that, that, especially like I look, you know, we've been, me and Sarah have been rewatching Stranger Things and, uh, I I never saw season three, so I'm watching this with fresh eyes, and and I actually like it a lot more than I thought I would. I thought, I thought the whole Russian subplot would really turn me off, and it's it hasn't, it hasn't yet. I I really there are things about season three that I'm like, what the hell are y'all doing? Please figure this out. But um, but that subplot has not bothered me. But the thing that I I'm, I look at these kids and they are kids, right? Even as they've grown over three seasons and hit puberty and grown taller and thinner and all this stuff, they're they these are babies, and I'm like, wow, I am not that anymore. Do you mm. mean like there was a moment watching? We talked about Jurassic Park. There was a moment uh, when I last time I watched Jurassic Park where I was like, I'm closer. When I when I first started watching this movie. I was Tim and Lex's age and now I'm closer to Dr. Grant's age than I am to Tim yeah. and Lex's age. That's crazy to me. And so it's like, yeah, okay, I'm out of out of out of our 20s into our 30s. What what do we want to do? And not that we're old, but like what do what is there something we want to pursue differently? Do you and, think do you think that the I, I would call it freedom? <laughs> Although it's kind, of, it's the opposite, but it is you know the the freedom of quarantine, right? Of of having to stop your life suddenly, and and the trajectory of where you were headed, and sit with yourself and find find out who you are without 
the momentum and the energy of, of going out every day and doing what you've been doing. Do you think that that it's been long enough now that it's, it's the main contributing factor to wanting to pivot? Like, do you think you would have hit this point had you not had the nine months to a year to, to digest all of this and think about it? No, I, you know, it was so funny because I was trying to pivot anyway. I was trying to, I was trying to not, and I, I say pivot, I, I actually don't mean pivot. I mean, pivot is what I've had to do in 2020. Um, pivot is certainly, you know, become, I'm a professor now and, and I'm, you know, doing virtual concerts and I'm writing scripts for people and all this stuff. So that's, that's what I've had to do. But the whole point of, of, of coming into, you know, or the, the great thing about booking Ain't Too Proud was going to be that I had this platform, this, this show that was literally my show. That was literally me out front doing the damn thing. And, and was like a walking billboard for my work so that, you know, I, people who were in the other industries that I wanted to be in TV film, um, could come see this show and we could, you know, I could take them out for drinks afterwards. That's, that's kind of how it was done, you know, back in, in, you know, that was kind of the beauty of, of being the lead of a show. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, before the pandemic, it was going to be a broadening of what I was still doing. And I still right. think it will be because again, Broadway's not dead. Broadway's coming back. So, you know, I, I think that it will be this kind of add on to what I already do. That said, I think that I've now had space to really dig into it, at least artistically. Um, you know, and, and I think that the thing that, that this, this year has given me in terms of that has been, sending my stuff out and getting coverage back and coverage from people that I really, you know, look up to and love and, and knowing that my work is good, knowing that this thing, you know, I didn't go to, you know, you, you, Alex, you know, have this understanding of, of film that I think, you know, you, you were making films in your basement when you were, I remember seeing the kid, the film that you made, you know, in high school, right. When you were a kid, but you went, you went to school for film and I know ne- I didn't go to film school. And so my film school has literally just been like voracious reading and watching and, and there's still things that I don't know and understand. And, and so it was just very affirming to be like, okay, I actually can do this. Like I can do this well and I can not just, not just writing plays, but I can, I can write a, 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 a pilot or a feature script and it makes sense. And my writing excites people and, you know, yeah. am I getting into the rooms I want to get into right now? No, not at all. But, but, but there is a reason why I should keep doing this. So that's been exciting. And, and I think that, I think that no, without this year, I don't think that I am able to put as much into the ideas uh, as I have been. And, and, and I say that very like, here's the other thing I think with both of us, Alex, again, and we said this at the beginning of this podcast, like, we're very fortunate where this thing for us has largely been having the space to do the things we want to do. Right. Right. There are people for whom this year has been everything I want to do is on hold because now I'm in survival mode. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I think that there is of, I'm very grateful for the fact that it has never been a question of where it, where, how am I going to eat? Do you know what I mean? It might be money is tight, but it's not how I'm going to eat. Right. You know, and, and that I think is, 
is something to really just take stock of um, when moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, Cause it's, 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 it's been real, man. And I just, it's, I just, it's been real. I, this, I mean, this is one of the hopes that I have, one of the visions I have for coming out of this, right? Because ideally the vaccine comes along and within a couple months uh, we've, we've reclaimed the, the hospitals and we've, we've gotten people vaccinated and we can move in um, with a desperate need. You know, we've really punched a giant hole in the world system um, in the same way that, that, uh, the you know world war one gave gave and 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 the spanish flu came out the other end that was the roaring 20s right was people you know realizing suddenly how important a lot of stuff was to focus on you know and and um i really think and especially now with who's going to be at the the top of the political chain um that there's going to be a lot of investment and opportunity and I think we're as, as dark as it is right now, if everybody can just hold in for another six months, eight months, just, just hang in there. I really do think that, that we're going to spring back hard and loud. I agree. Um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to what comes out of that. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think, and I think that's just the beauty, but the beautiful thing about that prediction is it really is just the natural way it's the natural thing it's you know you purge yourself right you Mm -hmm. go through these this moment of turmoil and then on the other side of that and that's that's seen in nature and that's seen in history and i think that's i think you're absolutely right i think there is going to be such a big push to just enjoy life um but we just just gotta hang in just gotta hang in and we gotta hang in and vote vote georgia vote for the love of god please Please vote. vote um oh god please vote yeah please vote please 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 um yeah man so you know we're gonna we're gonna get there by hook or by crook but uh you know it's 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 definitely that moment that's um and in that in that spirit i mean that's kind of what i think i think you know back to our theme our movie theme of the week yes movie themes movie themes movie themes I just want to talk like that, just just like we just just you know, should we do an ASMR episode? ASMR, we have these nice microphones, nice microphones just... for ASMR. Is that is that doing it for you? We're gonna need a bigger I... boat. Oh, we're gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, must go faster, must go faster. I hate that. I hate ASMR. People like I get it. I get it. You know, everyone has their kink and like go for it and enjoy it. But it is creepy to me. I it really does not. Well, that's the thing is to to me it feels like a kink. But I feel like to a younger generation who like watches YouTube and like listen, like it's it's like a it's a cultural thing. Is it really people like that? Oh yeah. Have you ever have you ever like dug deep on these these YouTube channels, man? YouTube. has I don't know what it's doing to the younger generation, but the stuff out there is weird. Well, I go to I mean mukbang is as weird as I go. The one which is that is oh it's it's just like people eating. It's like oh yeah, so that that kind of thing, right? Like yeah. like you th- you know in our generation, we know that our parents would look at what we were doing and say, how could anyone ever do that? And why what where where do you find that interesting? Um, and I I guess we're just old because I look at some of the stuff that that. The, that kids are into now uh, but the thing is it's all very connected right it's, yeah. it's the ability for for kids you're not just sharing things with your friends right you're sharing and being shared with by everybody yeah in your age group and and outside of it and and people trying to manipulate that to make money and people tr- getting interested in that like all this stuff and it's creating 
millions upon millions of sub communities yes. that grow so fast and and the the lingo grows so it, it's it's fascinating i'm sure there's got to be some new science of of modern cultural archaeology and oh, yeah. anthropology right there has to be people documenting uh and analyzing the movements of these cultural trends because they're it's happening in light speed right now well and it's also crazy because you don't even have to document them per se because they are documented. I think well, that's, that's what I'm saying. And that's why it's archaeology because it's going to be looking at what exists. Like going back even in, in just the last year, an analysis of all the existing Jesus. trends of phrases and videos and viral things and hashtags and, and you know, memes. And it, it's, there's, there's an infinite number of things, you know, maybe we could just feed it into an AI and have them tell us who we are. Oh, I hadn't but, even thought about that, that how fast this is going to speed us all up. We should, oh my we should, God. We should do an episode on that. On, uh, it's on those a, it's a brand new world. It's about shedding this old world identity, moving into a new one, which brings me Us to back my movie for, choice. For, oh, Let's, yeah, yeah. Please. It's a movie podcast, remember? We do talk about movies at some point on here. Mostly we talk about like porn. Mostly we talk about porn, but yeah. now we're going to talk about movies. Talk to me about the movie. So I, I went through and I was, I was talking to Eminem about it. I said, what is... It's not a movie about about a new year, right? The theme is maybe like this new year. What do you watch at the beginning of a new year? But it's not a new year movie. I thought it has to be the only the only thing that this movie has to be is a comedy in the classic sense. It has to start one way where there is something wrong. Yep. And it has to end positively. Yes. You have to be living in a situation and break yourself out of it into a new hopeful situation from it. You have to find the hope from the wreckage of, of what came before. Yes. Um, and as I was browsing through all the lists upon lists, I thought, oh, maybe I can, you know, if it's about me personally, what would it be? Like, what what would fill me with hope? And um, and I, I came upon this one and I'm like, it shouldn't fit, but it, it does perfectly. And it's it's actually it's actually perfect. And when I watched it, it just affirmed. Yes, this is this is my this is my how I how I can emotionally relate to what has happened over the last year and where I see this next year coming up. Love so it. So all I'm gonna do uh, is read you. We open it's it's the the studio credit, and then we open on a man talking to a camera in an interview, uh, and this is what he says: We've become tired of watching actors give us phony emotions. Good for you. Or Good for you. And special and special effects. effects. While the world he inhabits is counterfeit, there's nothing fake about, about Truman himself. Oh my God, no I scripts, love this. No cue cards. Oh. It's not always Shakespeare, but it's, but it's genuine. genuine. It's a life. I'm not going to make it. You're going to have to go on without me. No way, mister. You're going to the top of this mountain. Broken legs and all. We find many viewers leave him on all night for comfort. You're crazy, you know that? Well, for me, there is no there is no difference between a private life and a public life. My, my life is my life, is the Truman Show. The Truman Show is a lifestyle. It's a noble life. It is 
a truly blessed life. Yeah, tell me something I don't know. I, number one, All the right, fact that I, I can you know that. How oh, can you quote, quote because, that? Because I can't tell you, I'm so happy you brought this, but I was, I was looking for an opportunity to bring this movie. And now I feel so stupid that I didn't think about that because it is truly, I think, number one, I just, I honestly think that the Truman show is like the perfect encapsulation of the nineties into aughts transition mm. and, yeah. and, and a, you know, just that, you know, in just a crazy way that, that, the perfect um, metaphor for what happened to us because that's who we are now. That mm-hmm. is literally who we are. Um, we are all Truman in our own way. And, and the, the decision to do what Truman does. Um, it's oh, please talk about it because I, I, I could go on about Truman show for hours. Oh, it's, it's hours. Sound, it sounds like you have the same idea about it. I do. I mean, it, it, cause th- there's an obvious subtext to it of like, of, of, the fake of media of commercialism, you know, productizing everything and how you get trapped in this, in this bubble, which, which I think we're still, you know, as, as harped upon as it's been over the last 20, 30 years. Um, and, and I think that's why they set Truman's life is kind of set in this fifties esque world, even though outside the bubble it's, it's later. Um, I, I think we've, you know, we've dealt with this commercialism idea that we're just, we're being, we're being sold to our whole lives and everything's fake and we need to break out and find the real world. But I, th- I think in the light of what's happened this year and where we're moving, it, it, it puts a whole, it casts a new whole, whole new light on it uh, where it's, it's not just the products and it's not just the, the television and the, the fakeness. Um, it's that we have been, there's been a, a screen that's been pulled back into how, we've built this system, right? There's, there's so many blind spots that we have to how our political system works, how our healthcare system works. We assume that there is a goodness in here, like that something is working, right? That there, yeah. there can't be so many malicious actors. There can't be the way things are. Maybe I don't understand it, but it's working. And so to go through a period of time where you realize um, it's not, <laughs> It's not working. There, there are the people in charge of making sure that everything is okay are, are looking out for themselves, right? And, and the systems that are in place to make sure that everything's okay are being run by the people looking out for themselves. Um, and, and I think so many people, and it, it's divided us as we've gone through this, this gr- growing pain period of realizing of, of the principles we've committed ourselves to and the institutions that we've committed ourselves to, we realize they're not what they're supposed to be. They're not what they are. Uh, they're, they're, they operate differently. They operate maliciously. They operate for profit, <laughs> basically. Um, and I think now we're entering into a period as we heal from the immediate crisis, right? There's the immediate problems that we need to solve. And as we heal from those, we're going to be looking at how how did that get how was that so bad what what was that yeah um in the same way that truman in the truman show uh you know he he goes through a long period and and it takes a lot to get him to understand what's going on but as soon as he does there's nothing to do but but break through the barrier and and get out to something new it feels like the whole world revolves around me somehow A lot of world for one man, Truman. 
Sure that's not wishful thinking? You wishing you'd made something more out of yourself? Everybody seems to be in on it. I've been your best friend since we were seven years old, Truman. Only way you and I ever made it through school was by cheating off each other's test papers. I know that things haven't really worked out for either of us like we used to dream they would. I know that feeling when it's like everything's slipping away and you don't want to believe it, so you you look for answers somewhere else, but Gladly walk in front of traffic for you. Well, the point is, I would gladly step in front of traffic for you, Truman. There's yeah. not, you can't, you can't put Pandora back in the box. No, and that's um, uh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, go yeah, ahead. I just, I just love that metaphor for this movie because I think that's exactly one of. The, I, there's two moments, and this is spoilers, by the way. So if you have not seen Truman Show, pause here, go watch the Truman Show. Tweet at us at little. If Justin you have Pye. seen it, pause here. Go watch it. Yeah, still we'll, we'll be here. When you we'll get still back. be here when you get back. Um, but the two moments I think are the best moments, or one of the most, two of the most clever moments in the movie, are um when the uh, the canis the, <laughs> the the right the light falls, mm-hmm. um because because what I you know so in context for those of you who who haven't seen the movie, so this movie is about a man who, um, his entire life since he was born. Uh, it has been a TV show. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's the first reality show. It is a show that every there's a camera in his car, in his bedroom, in his school, in his clothes. We, unbeknownst to him, he is living this life that is just being surveilled from every angle, everything, and even his friends are actors, and and everything about his world is fake. And so, what I think is so great about that moment, you know, uh, in, in, um, in the hero's journey, you have the call to action, right? Where the hero gets beckoned into a larger world. Truman's call to action is literally chance. If that shit hadn't happened, do you know what I mean? It, it would have been something, right? Because we, we established that Truman is a curious person, but if it, you know, what happens is a light fixture falls from, the rigging for you know from the yeah. sky <laughs> the light one of the stars that's supposed to be a star in the sky it's got tape on the side says like canis major or something like yeah. that i was like i was like that's that's unrealistic that like that's not there's not singular lights illuminating the sky but it's no it's a star it's a star it from the sky. it's a shooting star yeah yeah and and he and it just falls to earth and like almost smacks him in the head just lands in the street in front of him and that starts a an unraveling first of all he starts thinking about moments from his childhood that didn't make sense but now makes sense in the context of a, of a of a narrative show and then starts pulling on the fabric of his wife and of his best friend and these people that he trusted and you know i just want to give a quick shout out to laura linney who does a so good. oh she's my so god good. she's brilliant just as a as a you <laughs> Because every, I think what's beautiful about, you know, or the, or the gift that you give the actors in this movie is that on one layer, they have to play the characters that they play. But on the other hand, on the other layer, they have to play the actors living in this world. And Laura Linney. You're an actor playing an actor acting. Exactly. 
And Laura Linney is like the best at giving you, as you just see her start to fall apart as she like can't on, she can't stand under the pressure of Truman's investigation. And like the actress is freaking out, but the character has to stay in control. And it's just like this, it's fucking brilliant. But you know, I love that. It's just, it's, it's a malfunction. It's, it's, it's the fact that you couldn't build this world without seams. That's, that's what, that's mm-hmm. where, where he starts to unzip it and at the end the fact that we don't know where he goes right and uh he 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 gets through this big storm gets to the edge of his world goes up a, a flight of stairs and steps through the door knowing that he's stepping out of his tv show and Kristoff, right played by ed harris is, yeah. is yelling at him to stay inside the world and stay with him and truman says his famous line in case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. You know, like he, and yeah. he just waves and he just leaves, yeah. and 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 it was, it's just, it's it's, it's perfect. Just yeah, perfect. I, and I mean, and and what I realize now um, is what it takes, like like following his motivation the whole time, like seeing it really is uh, a character taking complete control. Right in a situation where he could once there's no there's no backsliding in his determination. It only grows and grows and grows to the point where he cannot turn back. Right there's the point where he knows that other people might think he's crazy, that he should think that he's crazy, but he never actually thinks that he's crazy. And even when he tries to show to the world to them that he's gone back to his normal life, that he's gone back into his box and he's put all this away, it's only to throw them off because he's so dead set now, and he knows so well that this is not this is not real, this is not right, uh, and he w- is literally willing to risk his life to get to the end. And just like that, the moment where you realize you've reached that that threshold. Yeah, and that they could actually like build like a, it's actually a real threshold from one world to another, um, and to have him step through it is just it's such a beautiful metaphor. And the sweater he's wearing at the end is I love oh, that choice, choice, and <laughs> and it also choice. it also solidified Jim Carrey. Right, we knew he was talented, and and you know oh, every yeah. every comedian I think since has tried to do pull a Jim Carrey where they do their. <laughs> You know, and I think I, I don't think he was the first to do it, but I think he did it in the biggest way where you had this guy who was so known for zany comedy and then gave you something subdued and studied and crafted. And I think but I think that what's what's so special about his is that it really uses the best of Jim Carrey like it. It, it's it's the it, it's not like he had to be a different person. He just dialed himself down because I think that Jim Carrey is so good at giving you an everyman, right? Mm-hmm. And and just a zany everyman. And I think that I think that's Truman's quirks and true like it's a very charming character. And you just you really love him and you really feel for him. And and um, you know, I I I, I really yeah, I just I just loved his performance in that movie. I thought it was so yeah. good. Yeah. So, so it's, good. And, and the movie itself, tonally, I think this film is unique. You know, the, it's, it's, maybe it's, it's the script, maybe it's the casting, maybe it's the world. Um, as, as much as this world doesn't make sense, right? That they've turned Burbank into a movie studio, basically, a television yep. studio, doesn't make sense. The science behind it doesn't make sense. The tech, like nothing about it makes sense. And if, if the story wasn't done so gracefully, 
And if the the message uh, and the feeling of it wasn't so consistent, the style, um, I think it would have it would have been really terrible. It would have been goofy. It would there's so much potential for it to slide into the realm of the absurd. And I think because it stays so on point and so with Truman and his journey that it just it it becomes this beautiful quilt of stuff. And also, I think the other strength of it, um, to that point, is it allows you to establish Truman's world without, like, you kind of, it's very good about, you know, knowing when to tell you what. Like, the first act, as I remember, is literally, you know, you get that, you get the opening Kristoff monologue. And you get the sense that Truman's world is seen through a lot of very strange angles, like, you know, you're you're watching it through like like di- the camera goes to his dashboard, like the dashboard of his car. You're seeing him driving through the de- like, and that's so you're like, that's not a sh- regular shot. That's very strange, but okay. And you know, but there's never a sense until you get back to Kristoff. I think th- probably like 20, 30 minutes in, um, where they're doing the news broadcast on him. It's it's kind of the second act reveal, um, mm-hmm. that he is part of this TV show. So to they have to their credit, they are able to establish a very grounded world and mm-hmm. then they blow that world up yeah. um, and haven't even blown it up for Truman yet are just blowing it up for you, the audience. So you can have a deeper understanding of why things are so off. Right. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, Truman show is such a gem who directed that again. I always forget this director's name. Uh, it's not but, Andrew Nichol. Uh, no, Peter Weir. Andrew Peter Nicole Weir. Peter Weir. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Peter Weir. Isn't Peter Weir also the name? Oh, Bob Weir is in the Grateful Dead. I was like, that sounds familiar. Yeah. What he, and this, I feel like this was kind of like a, a Mad Max style departure from him, for him, for Peter Weir. I don't remember uh, anything uh, else in this film. Commander. Yeah. Some Peter Weir do. Filmography. The Cars That Ate Paris. <laughs> uh, Dead Poets Society. Okay. Show, Master and Commander. Uh, but he see, did the way back. Inter- it's interesting because all these movies, um, you know, I, I if you put these movies together, like Master and Commander and The Truman Show and Fearless, like I wouldn't put these movies. You know, I wouldn't. There, you know, no. there's some there's some directors who have a calling card. I maybe maybe Dead Poet Society is the closest to Truman Show in terms of tone, That's but like, yeah, it, I'll, I'll have to, I don't know anything about them. I'm gonna I'm gonna read up on them. Yeah, look at them because how you end up doing these things. I mean, maybe he's just, he becomes a go-to uh, director for things is somehow, you know, you know, a guy is, is technically on point and you, yeah, you, he's, he's given, I mean, he's given you some great hits. He's given you some good movie witness. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's great. Um, So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And really, really good on him. I, I remember the thing I remember about the Truman show the most was it was one of the first DVDs I ever bought when my mom got me a portable DVD player. Yeah. And so I just remember the Christmas of that picture mm-hmm. just blew my mind. Like all the colors of all the costumes were just like so crisp. And I remember that I remember them putting him up against the, uh, you know, there's those two brothers. I love that. The way oh, they advertise every morning so is they, they corner him against the billboard and it's like yeah. a different ad on the wall every time. It's oh so good. It's, and, it's so- and, 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 you know, the, I just remember the crispness of the signs and of the brothers, like foreheads. It was just like crazy. Yeah. I love that movie. I'm going to, so I hope that we as a society now have hit the wall and gotten out of the boat 
and we're we're standing at that that threshold and and 2021 will be the other side the other side of the wall the truman show the truman show i mean think about it truman if, if everybody is in on it i'd have to be in on it I'm not in on it, Truman, because there is no it. I love that. I love that. Good choice, man. Good, good choice for getting getting out of 2020 and going into 2021. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, ooh, uh, quick side note. Uh, mm-hmm. Robin Williams was considered for the role of Truman, but Weir cast Carrie after seeing him in Ace Ventura because Carrie's performance reminded him of Charlie Chaplin. But Interesting. Brilliant. Brilliant. Makes, makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. That's actually, to be fair, I would have, I would have watched the shit out of that with Robin Williams. Oh, Robin Williams would kill that. He would have, he would have murdered that. That actually would have been, he would have been a little too old. I mean, Jim Carrey is young. Yeah. Or he looks young at least in this, in yeah, this he movie. Was, um, he, yeah. At that time, cause it was that 96. So that means he was, he was, he was just, just 30. No, gee, he was 20. Oh my God. Wait, no, 97, no. 90, because he was born, no, he was born in, sorry, sorry, no, he was, he was, 30, he was in his 30s, he was 30, he was 34. 34, okay, 34. I, I texted you the other day, because I realized that he was 33 in when Batman made, Forever. Oh my God, which is so crazy. The same age that he was, uh, <laughs> when he was doing Batman. When he was doing Batman, uh, but that's, that's what you get uh, when you start your career, you know, at the age of uh, 15, or 16. Yeah. And I think him and Robin Williams have a very similar thing going on. We talk about Robin Williams a lot. Oh, yeah. We love Robin because he's the best. Because uh, he's the best. And I, I think him and Jim Carrey do do the same. I want to call it a sad clown thing, but it's not. It's it's tender well, clown. It's, 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 uh, it's I want to make people happy, and I'm so sad that not everybody can be happy. And like, there's such an uh, intelligence to their emotional understanding that I yes. think a lot of comedians don't have. Um, yes. And it comes out in in Goodwill Hunting. It comes out in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like yes. you look for these moments that these actors can really be who they are. You know, you can tell there's such an honesty to the to these emotional trials that they go through in these movies, and and oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it, it's it's insane. It's insanely honest, and I and I'm glad you brought up Eternal Sunshine because we got we'll we'll talk about that movie. I almost, chose, I almost chose that one too. Just looking at after I saw Truman Show, I was like, well, maybe Eternal Sunshine then. But no, that I'm sure I'll choose it for. for yeah, something. no, we got it. We got to bring that in because it really is. Yeah, I there's think a that, video, and you guys can go try to find it on YouTube. Uh, when I was in like it was like sophomore year of college or something like that, I was home and I was bored and I had my little mini DV camcorder. Uh, I recorded myself playing on the piano, the theme from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Of course you did. Um, just for fun. And I made a YouTube channel and I put it up. It's the only thing I ever posted. <laughs> it's from, it. you know, 10 years ago plus. Uh, it's got, I looked at it the other day, it's got something like almost 300,000 views on it. I love it. I love uh, it. Some lady emailed me asking if she could play it at her wedding. <laughs> it's like... People, people like it. So go, go find it. It's out there somewhere. Me playing the theme from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind on the piano. It's brilliant. All right, well, here we go. 51 minutes. Let's get to, let's get to choice two here. Let's get to choice two. So my movie, I think you'll guess, you guess it right away. Um, I, I, I'll give you a hint to this. And, and it, so the hint is that late, that one of the scripts I'm working on right now is, is 
pretty much a horror movie. So, I, I mean, I would say it's more, I'd say more psychological thriller. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think the best way to describe it is like if the uninvited hateful eight and, uh, and this movie had a baby, it would be the script that I'm oh, working God. on. So I've, I've been watching a lot of horror recently and, uh, I watched hereditary. The is one of them. The uninvited is one, is, is one how, of them. How huh? scary is the moment in the uninvited with the crying woman downstairs? Oh my God. I hate it. I hate For it. For so an much. old movie that's like black and white and the characters are, it's like a very like not scary, uh, era of filmmaking. That one moment in the middle of the night, they wake up and there's just a woman downstairs crying. It's terrible. The whole movie is oh God. really it's, powerful. Sorry. I had to cut in because no, 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 please cut in thinking about it no dude it's been it's been it's been a ride because i've done and and you know i hate horror movies so this has been a really interesting the the way i've gotten around it has been reading the scripts as i watch the movie um that has been super helpful not 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 because it tells me what's coming up next but more just because it reminds me that it's a movie yeah yeah like yeah. that and that i think is i think helps to ground me so i actually rewatched hereditary went back you buying those a24 like bound Screen no, plate. no, dude. Here's, have like, yeah. Here's here's what's crazy. Most PDFs you can oh, find yeah. on like Script Slug for free. Like they're oh, just, absolutely, absolutely. I just know A twenty four was is selling them as like books that people yeah. can buy and collect. And Hereditary is one of them, and Get Out's probably another one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's tons. There's tons. But yeah. this, but so so it definitely this movie. I, I wanted to look for. I was like, okay, getting you know, twenty twenty has been nothing short of a horror film. And so I want something that has that catharsis. What is the movie that gets you out of the thing? What is the movie that is people surviving a moment and surviving it not without scars? Do you know what I mean? Like, like surviving it not without scars, not without their own wounds. And, and uh, I was thinking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Sarah had said that and I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> That actually could be good, but I think this one is a little is a little better and a little more akin to the moment that we're in right now. And you'll guess it pretty much right away. So I'm going to read you the opening title card. I'm going to read it to you. The first thing you see on a black screen is, there are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the continental United States. Abandoned subway systems, unused service routes, and deserted mine shafts. Many have no known purpose at all. And the movie is. Is it Tremors? No, it could. Oh, that would have been a good one. That would have been so fun. There's like so many movies that are kind of. Kind of have that. Do you want me to keep going and see see if you can. The first thing you see, I'll put it. Let me give you this. The first thing you see is a Hands Across America promo. Like the old ones from MTV. Uh, yeah, and, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to give it to me. There's too many options. Oh, okay. And then we cut to a little we cut to a little girl at a at a carnival with her father and mother. Boardwalk, Black Family, 1986. Us. Oh, is it, is it us? Yeah. Us. The movie is Us. When I was a kid, I went to that boardwalk with my parents. I wandered off. I don't know why, I just did. I ended up in that hall of mirrors. There was another girl in there. She looked like me. Exactly like me. It opened with a title card about tunnels? Tunnels. Tunnels. 
Um, because yeah, the the first thing you see is there are thousands of miles of tunnels beneath the continent of the United States. Interesting. Yeah. Us. Us. Okay. Good. Is, good choice. I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hear. I want to hear. So. So here's why I love. So first of all, I I'm one of those people who actually. I, I, I love Get Out. I think Get Out is I think Get Out is so brilliant and mm-hmm. funny and groundbreaking, right? That was really this new this thing that it, we, we kind of take for granted now because we are in this kind of crazy tidal wave of it, um where it's it's like, you know, black people with genre. We've never really experienced that, you know, uh, in a mainstream way. There, you know, there's always been black people in genre films. Like I think back to like um, Tales from the Crypt. There was like one episode um, that was, uh, or not, uh, not Tales from the Crypt. Uh, oh my god, Tales from the Hood. I think it's Tales from the Hood. I got to think about it. What it is? Uh, I'm forgetting the title of this this thing. If somebody knows the title, um, please tweet it at us. Tales from the Hood. Yes. Um, that was, that was kind of this perfect, very smart blend of horror and, and culture. Um, and that was in like 95, but we haven't had that much. We had, we hadn't been having that much, you know, genre until Jordan Peele comes out with swinging with get out. And I think get out is a brilliant film. Um, I, love us there's something about us that just strikes me on a deeper level and and it's funny because get out i've actually i actually have more experience in the world with get of get out because he and and like just that idea of going to meet your your white girlfriend's family is something that i've experienced often and it is always exactly like that like that yeah and 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 it's not even about them being like the family might be the nicest people in the world but there's just that cult especially when i was growing up there was just that cultural difference and they there was there were so many questions and there were so many do you know what i what i I love about about the situation of get out is the kind of blur of the metaphor where it feels like they're saying something very specific about about black experience yes um, but really, once you dig, like the more you dig in, the more different paths of what could, they could be said. Like, there's a million different things to take out of it. Yeah, there's tons, and and it's so it's so deep, and and I think that I think that I think Get Out was like the perfect, um, you know, kind of coming out party for Jordan Peele as a as a horror director or as a, a director of genre because it well, Get Out is incredibly funny, but it's also decently scary and is this kind of perfect blend of who he is and then with us he goes and does something that's a lot more mature um Mm -hmm. that feels just just a a lot more subtle and and just well constructed and um i know i know there are people who are more in the get out camp than the us camp but i just find us so fascinating on so many levels And, and 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 also because the, I think that the 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 great thing that I love that not just Jordan Peele but smart horror filmmakers right now are doing is not truly finding you know knowing exactly what the structure is for mm-hmm. themselves but not giving the audience the whole structure, right? Don't don't tell us you know there, there's no point at which somebody exposits you know, the white people are taking over your brains and blah, blah, blah. It's, 
it's never that clear. That's in Get Out. I mean, in Us, it's never it's never just exposited what is happening. Right. You never just until the end, really. When when uh, spoiler alert, when when the two women are fighting, um, you you never really get that that kind of information dump. It's just you just kind of figure it out as you go along. And that pulls you in. I love a good slow burn. I love a good pacing. And and Us does that. But why I really loved it and love it for a movie that is about getting out of 2020 is because I think so much of the clash of 2020 is the haves versus the have-nots. This other new car, right? You have to do it. You just have to get that thing to fuck with me, too. Yes, mission accomplished. Don't run inside. Mm. We've talked about it many times, right? The, the the people who are hurting and suffering and just at the whim of the people above, and they finally decide to rebel. And 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 knowing that our, you know, again, spoiler, our lead character actually is from the underground. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that person who made it out and is trying to stay out? And survives in that fashion so you know the family survives but is surviving with a matriarch who has some serious trauma to her like there's some dirt under those nails you know what i mean and and it's just i think that it was i was watching it i was like oh my god no this is this is 2020 a year you know a year where we we were all like I'm I'm looking at my cat because he's he's trying to get out of my hold on, I have to let my cat out of this room. Side note, guys, my cat, um, so we had to take him to the vet today, and he normally we're able to go in to the vet with him, um, uh back home in New York, but because it's COVID and things are fucked, uh, we you know, it's kind of like a drive through vet drop off. So you like park in the parking lot, drop him off. Uh, the vet takes him and then they'll bring him out when he's done. And, uh, you know, normally he, he's just, he's a very sweet cat and, you know, normally we're able to be in the room with him and he, and that calms him down. And so even when he's getting blood taken, he's calm, he's okay. But last yesterday when we tried to take him, he was just not, uh, having it, uh, apparently when we, when we weren't there. So today we had to, Sarah took him back today and we had to give him gabapentin to calm him down. So he is like a drowsy mess. He's just like like stumbling. It's very sweet. It's very sweet to see. Um, but point back back to us. I just it's the perfect encapsulation of 2020. I I really, you know, just just that thing where like you couldn't, you know, this thing happens and then you can't put it down anymore. You can't ignore it, right? And 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 you know, in the beginning of us, you know, the interactions of the family. There's so many little idiosyncrasies that you notice about this family and how they operate that get exploited through this experience and their interaction with their, with their, you know, uh, their, uh, the husband's work friend played by Tim Heidecker, who's freaking hysterical. Um, and, and, uh, and obviously Elizabeth Moss, who's one of our best actors that we have. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, there's so many little things that just like they let go, they let slide do you know what I mean? That are just like not addressed in their their interactions and their the interactions between them. And then almost like that, like you said, that Pandora's box, the sum total of that arrives in the form of the tethered. It's us. We don't have anything here. This is our summer home. Okay. We just got in today. So. Once. Upon. 
shadow. The two were connected, tethered together. Right? These 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 doppelgangers who came up from the ground and are not going to let them forget the sins of the past. And I just, and, and, and the idea that she, by the, by the, you know, this, the mother um, played by Lupita Nyong'o in what I truly think will go down as a, one of the best alongside Tony Collette in hereditary, one of the best performances in a horror film ever. I just, I, 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 I watched that. I, I watched these two women do what they did in these movies, and I'm like, I don't understand. It's it's incredible. I mean, the the visual expression. I don't think yeah. there's a movie with with better. Like you don't. She doesn't need to say anything, right? Just the close up shot on her and her. Oh my god! She's got these wide eyes, and there's just like this. She can just change. She. It's um, it, who she. Terrifying. Yeah, who she is as. Um. Oh my god! I'm gonna forget this character's name in this movie. Um, as as both characters that she plays, right? Because she plays the mother, um, who you know is 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 presented as like this wonderful, you know, sweet, beautiful uh, woman, um, you know, and and then she also, uh, sorry, Adelaide and Red are her two characters, hmm. you know, and she just gives them both such inner life and, and such, you know, there, there's so many clues about who she is um, with both these characters and that she does, that she puts in her performance. Um, and, and it's, it, you know, you just watch her dig her way out of this hole with her family and they have to fight with everything they have to get out of here. The son, the daughter, like they're all in danger. They all have to kill people. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just climbing over bodies to yeah. get out of the fire and they finally do and then and then ends on that shot of just realizing oh my god you know Adelaide isn't who she's who we thought she was um and it's not it's not like an evil moment do you mean it's just it's like i mean you know the, there's many ways to interpret that last smile that she gives her son in the front of the car but how i've always interpreted it you know has been like just a smile that of we did it. We, we got out. Yeah. You know, we got out. And for her, that is a journey that sadly, you know, took third, you know, however long her life, you know, from the moment that she, as a little girl replaced herself with Adelaide, right. With the real Adelaide, yeah. um, you know, so whether or not she, she, uh, is allowed to, um, feel that way is up to the audience and again because the last shot of the movie really is not just her face but the the rolling hills of doppelgangers forming this human chain right the the thing still exists and that's kind of how i feel about getting out of 2020 and into 2021 there is so much hope on the horizon the thing still exists right the thing is still there it's still present um but we have defeated we have done we've gotten over one one hoop gotten mm-hmm. through you know one obstacle yeah i just i and and also just i just love the visual language of us i love i'm a sucker for the color red i'm a sucker for fire i'm a sucker for like there's just so many cool things being done 
Oh yeah, dude. I didn't just need to kill you. I needed to make a statement that the whole world would see. It's our time now. Our time up there. And to think, if it weren't for you, I never would have danced at all. It's very thought out. I have to go back and watch it because I haven't seen it since it came out. Um, so it's been about two years since I've actually seen the film. Um, and I've, I never, I never really did a deep dive on, you know, even going back, just watching it a second time, knowing how it ends, I think would enlighten me to a lot of the structure of it and what's, what's actually going on. So I, I definitely need to do it again, but I, I see somehow, despite a complete disparity in tone and everything, there actually is a lot of similarities in, in this, in the, oh my God, two it's, movies. it's complete. No, no, no. It's, and, and I was actually just thinking that too, dude, it's, it's very similar. I mean, because I think that they, you know, I, again, I, I, I go back to, you know, the Dan Harmon story circle, the hero's journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's kind of these, I, I, and I think most good horror movies do follow this of, of a hero stepping into a larger world. Yeah. Um, because that's what a horror movie is, right? You, you, you step into it's a very it's revealing that the comfortable place that you were is not so comfortable. You know, yes. There's a sinister underbelly and, and conquering it, being able to rise above it. Because, and think about this, because there is a, you talk about how Truman Show in different hands could have been a different movie. Truman Show could easily be a horror film. Oh my God, are you oh, kidding absolutely. me? Well, it, to me, it, it, as I'm watching it, I'm like, this this could have been, you know, a Twilight Zone. Or oh, Black yeah. Or, you know, this could be, it's such a scary concept of what, it, you know, because everybody thinks about at some point, you know, what if, what if everybody's faking it? What if this is yeah. all just, what if this is not at all what it, what it seems um and it's 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 a very uh unbelievable sort of concept that they would build you know a county sized <laughs> tv studio for yes. one person um but the the idea is there right the metaphor is there the the um yeah yeah the, everything the about journey. it and in us it's the same thing it's it's hey like where you are and who you are and who's around you is not actually what it seems and you're going to have to confront what it actually is if you want to if you want to grow over it. Grow yes, past. that's exactly right. And I think I think that is the best thing we can do with 2020 is is look at it as a year of reflection and a year of of yeah. a lot of lessons, a lot of very very, co- very lessons that cost us a lot to learn. Um, yeah, you know, I was going to say costly, but I'm not sure. I mean, maybe that is the right use of that word. Um, but the most important thing is what do we do with those lessons? And I think in both the Truman show and us, you get the sense that your central characters, you know, are going to, you know, you, you return to stasis having changed, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think that that is important, very important, you know, I would agree. I've been reading this, this book. Uh, I think you should read it. I think you'd, you'd glean a lot from it. It's called mindset by Carol Dweck. Interesting. Um, I tend to find these like kind of self-helpy books, um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell-esque things that posit a thesis and and just kind of present anecdotes and and different things. Yeah. Uh, But this book, what it what it surmises basically is is there's two mindsets: a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. It's like how you approach the world, and it's built from from the time you're an infant on. It's developed, and and a fixed mindset being one 
where you look at yourself and and see you know immutable traits yep i am i am this and if i can't do this then i failed because it can't change what i'm capable of and what i can do and then a growth mindset being the opposite of that where every time you fail it's just an opportunity to learn more to do better to to grow um and it's 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 kind of it's a simple concept, but it's been very eye opening in terms of how I've approached creative work, um, where like you kind of come from a place where you think either you have it or you don't, and and there's not <laughs> the 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 blood, sweat, and tears maybe maybe isn't as necessary as whatever. And, and I think especially in in this past year, twenty twenty, you know, looking at it as wow, like we have we, we haven't had a choice, but we've been forced to either you know put up or shut up. Like we've been forced to, to step up, um, and face it or get completely steamrolled. Yep. Um, and, and the daily challenges that come along with everything that, that has been this year, um, has kind of just totally shifted me, my perspective of how I'm, how I'm living day to day. Oh yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's got me excited. It's got me excited for the future. If I'm going to be honest, no, I th- I think there's a lot of reason to be excited. And uh, you know, the more people I see taking these shots, getting vaccinated, the more people I see, you know, doing good things for their their community and just mm-hmm. you know giving back a little bit. I think that that is all we can do, all we should be doing. Um, you know, just keep keep going on that. Keep putting that energy out into the world. And one day the ground will open and reclaim Mitch McConnell. And oh my God, we can all move the fuck on. There's a lot of tunnels in which we can put Mitch McConnell. There's a lot of tunnels that Mitch McConnell could go in. There's tons, tons. So, guys, listen. Um, you know, I oh, I, I think we both. You know, I speak for both me and Alex. Um, you know, this this year has been absolutely insane. And uh, as we go into the new year, we are just so thankful that uh, so many people have decided to to join us on this journey. Yeah, it's um, been it's been pretty amazing. It's been pretty. Uh, f- thank you for for coming along. Nick's used to Nick's used to being out there in the public eye, having fans and an audience. This is this is kind of new for me. So I've I've enjoyed the support and the conversations and the everything that's kind of come along with it. And and I hope that twenty twenty one, you know, that you'll come along with us for the next step in our journey here on on Little Justice. Yeah. So you know, please stay stay in touch. Tweet at us. Hit us up on Instagram. Whatever you got to do. Um, but you know, I think there's only one thing left to say, Alex, uh, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Little Justice, Little Justice, Little Justice, fuck yeah. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the Rise Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. Rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.